What a month this week has been. What a week. Welcome to What a Week, where we break down the week's top news stories. My name is Lauren McMeal, and I'm the Digital Director for Progress Iowa. And sitting in for Matt Sinovic, I'm Greg Howenstein. I run Potluck Media. Yeah, he has a name tag today that says Matt Sinovic. <laughs> <laughs> I stole it from his desk. Yeah, so let's... Also money. <laughs> so let's let's just blaze through this. Uh, I have written in the outline, we're all going to die. Are we? But... I really, Why, what's I really, going on? I really would like to not die. But the thing is that the Trump administration is handling the coronavirus prevention. Uh, just swimmingly. It just swimmingly. Did you watch the press conference? Because every he said everything's going great. Oh, good. I feel so much better. Yeah, there were. We're, we're about. To, it just ended about. 15 minutes before we started recording this thing. And so we're about 10 minutes away from uh, members of the administration sending out press releases saying, yeah, well, actually, what he meant was... We're going to do this. We had I know what? he said this, but... We had, what, three major corrections from his Oval Office address the other night? Yeah. Within minutes of it ending. These were prepared remarks. Yeah. They wrote them down. Apparently, this this address that he just gave was teleprompter free. So he was he was doing this off the cuff, which didn't sound any different from when he has remarks prepared for him. You could hear the uh, the wincing of the communication staff uh, through the the, the computer I'm, screen. I'm familiar with that wince, <laughs> but they're they're not they're not doing what a government should be able to do in a situation like this, which is, I mean, number one, reassure the public that they're doing everything in their power to protect them, as opposed to farming it out to a patchwork of other organizations that are reliant on charitable donations and things that are not in the best interest of a sustainable uh response well, i i think we're in a better we're in a better uh situation than we have been with this national emergency declaration we're in a better spot than we have been but it should have been this a couple weeks ago yes and the bigger problem is that we can't trust a word they say even even chuck grassley is saying going out there saying don't listen to politicians on this Listen to listen to doctors, and, and then he's like, "But let's do tax cuts." <laughs> yeah, I mean, economic stimulus plans aside, like we can't trust what our government is saying during a national emergency. This is the thing we were all afraid of, you know, in November of 2016 when Trump won. Like, oh God, what's going to happen now if there's a real emergency? Mm-hmm. Now we have a, an actual problem with lives on the line and. We've gotten to a point where we can't trust anything he's saying. I mean, I rolled into that like several years ago. Right. But right. But now we have now we're, yeah. we're so, now it's a time when we have to pay attention. And, you know, we've had we have we have no faith in our government. And 
I, lives are going to be lost. I will and say, probably have been lost I do because have of this. Faith in certain people in the government. Katie Porter. Katie of, Porter uh, is a national treasure. One. National treasure, former University of Iowa law yeah. professor. Fort Dodge's Katie Porter. Fort Dodge's Katie Porter, national treasure. She got a pharmaceutical executive to basically commit to free testing for the coronavirus, which is kind of getting to be a little bit of a too little, too late kind of deal. Right. But it is still good to have that that promise in our back pocket. And Democrats have a coronavirus relief bill that would give everybody emergency paid sick leave, free coronavirus testing, and expand unemployment benefits for people who've been laid off as a result of the virus, like food assistance and food safety things. And Greg, I'm just going to ask, do you think Republicans are on board with this? I'm going with no. I, I believe Mitch McConnell's words were a liberal wish list. And a list of goodies. Yes. Well, from, that was from Trump. Yes. But. Being able to eat is on my wish list. Yeah. Being able to eat, being able to like have medical care. Yes. And that is... The, <laughs> Guilty as charged. I want people to eat and go to the doctor. Yeah, and not not have to dip into, I mean... The, the savings we don't yeah, have. Yeah, the savings we don't have in, I think this is Vox that I pulled this quote from, Republicans don't like a provision in the relief bill that would establish a permanent paid sick leave program and want to use tax credits to incentivize businesses to do the right thing. This is an emergency. Right. This isn't... Like, we don't have... Uh, this. We, like, can't do tax break rollouts. And also, the other thing, generally big businesses do not do what you want them to do if you just give them a tax incentive. Like, unless you mandate it, they're not likely going to do what you want them to do. Not quickly. Not quickly, anyway. anyway. Or like workplace safety. If that had been for tax credits, people would have just kept dying. Also, we just cut their taxes. Yeah. We cut what the corporate more do you tax people rate. Want? We cut the tax rate from 35 to 21. What no more one, do no you want? For 21. Where, where's my money? <laughs> Where Where is money for working families so that we can buy food and go to the doctor and stay home and not lose our jobs? Right. We just, we what, they're putting $1.5 trillion into, into the markets. Into, yeah, banks. I don't even understand. Yeah. You know what you could have done with that, that $1.5 trillion? I mean, like a lot of things, but that would basically wipe out all of the student debt in this country. And they're saying that we don't have the money for this. That would more than provide for yeah. universal child care. Yeah. I, th I think one of, I mean, there are very little positives in any of this, but I think people are coming around to the fact that, like, we can afford more things that would be, that have better odds of helping more people. Yes. And instead, the oligarchs in our government are like, well, we'll give this $1.5 trillion to already rich millionaires and billionaires and corporations instead of giving it to like schools or healthcare or things like that, that all have much smaller price tags that are going to help a lot more people than just the top 90 families across 
across the states. Right. This pandemic has exposed a lot of cracks in our social safety net and also how much of the costs associated with things are just completely arbitrary and how much we could just do the things that we want. We can. Like, we could just have universal child care. We could just have universal health care. We could wipe out student loan debt. It, it's and, a matter of priorities. Yes. <laughs> the actions we think you should be yeah. taking uh, for the next couple of weeks tip more than you usually do. I tipped. I'm usually a big tipper, but I, I, I went five bucks on a burger today. That's nice. Yeah. Be be nice to service workers. Be nicer than you need than you think you need to be, and say thank you to I mean, if everybody. <laughs> if, if you're if you're mean to service workers, just delete this podcast yeah, now. Because I don't I'll... know what you're doing if you're mean. <laughs> if you're mean and you don't tip, I don't know what you're doing listening to this. Right. I don't know how you stumbled into this, uh, but also we. I say it just about every 10 seconds around here, but wash your hands. You got to tell Matt all the time. And what I just yell it at the walls. <laughs> I'm usually in here I, <laughs> by myself. <laughs> just talk to myself and just say, wash your hands. Um, but there are a bunch of fun little tools about how long you should wash your hands for. There is a really cool website called washyourlyrics.com that we'll put in the show notes <laughs> that I have had way too much fun with this week. Uh, I have thrown in songs such as the inimitable Gotta Go My Own Way from High School Musical 2, uh, 9 to 5 from Dolly, uh, from also National Treasure, Dolly Parton. Uh, what else have I put in there? Oh, plenty of Disney songs. It's great. I it's think there's a, a, there's a playlist going around spotify yes yeah i oh put lizzo into the first like the first mm -hmm. half of of juice is 20 seconds long there's a there's a great tiktok of uh katie couric washing her hands uh to music gloria Gaynor saying uh i will survive and that's she made washing her she's hands washing her hands to, it's to great i will survive so see pandemics can be fun <laughs> <laughs> If, if you didn't we're laugh, all, you'd cry. Right. We're all making the best. We're all making the best of what we can. The and bad situation. Yeah. Speaking of bad situations, though, uh, this week, uh, just yesterday, actually, the the organization Iowa Safe Schools was holding their advocacy day, their lobby day, and several, no, not even several, all of them got kicked out of the Capitol. Yeah, state troopers removed them from the yes. Capitol. And we just want to say that it is horrifying to see this behavior from anyone, regardless of their power position. And we... Why, hear, why were they removed, Laura? Because they used the bathrooms that correlated with their gender identities. <gasps> you mean as is protected by the Iowa Civil Rights Act? I know. Crazy. Um... And in one of the videos, they were talking about how, like, the Iowa Capitol, one of the troopers said that they have gender-neutral bathrooms, and I'm like, I don't think they do. And if they are, are they talking about the ones on the third floor that are, like, inaccessible? Yeah. Uh, which I also, right. those are the handicap, like, the handicap-accessible ones, and I don't know why we put them on the third floor, but that's a discussion for another time. Uh, but so it's just... It's very upsetting, and I can't even imagine what it was like for all of those kids and for the staff. Yeah, those, those kids' reaction and Nate Monson's reaction was admirable because yeah. if, if 
If I were Nate Monson in that situation, I would have gone off. There would yeah, have it, there would have been some some civil disobedience some si- under that dome. <laughs> All this to say that we we are thinking of those who were affected by this and we stand in solidarity with all of you and everyone at Iowa safe schools and all the students that were there and all of the students across the state and the country. We've got your backs. So should the legislature be even be in session right now? No, you and I, they're so old. (laughs) You and I have worked there. Yes. We, we did. We had a great episode of the daily dome a couple weeks back about our time in the Iowa legislature as clerks yeah i did not talk about how often i got sick in session it's a which petri dish in there considering that like i had just <laughs> my parents told me that i needed to find my own insurance because there was wasn't going to cover anything in iowa mm-hmm. and so i was getting sick all the time and worried about my health insurance so i was like <laughs> oh no i'm not gonna have health insurance yeah and so yeah i think this is a very good reason for them to maybe consider calling it a day or like phoning it in or something. Right. Literally phoning it in, not like the metaphor. I don't think there are, uh, there are rules in place for something like that. Like how do you record votes? Yeah. What did we do during the Spanish flu? <laughs> Were we a state during the Spanish 1918. flu? 1918. Okay. We so would yeah. have been, but they wouldn't have had any... That's right. Season what? Season two of Downton Abbey. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah, nice. I think we're season two of this podcast. <laughs> I'm like, what? Um, we haven't been on the air that long. It only feels like it. Yeah. They're also the majority of the legislators up there are in the target demographic. Yeah. For, for this the worst virus, case scenario. For the worst case scenario. And like, even if you are just thinking from like a strict, I gotta save my own skin kind of thought, not even like how many people come in and out of that building every right. single day and then go back to their homes across the state. Yep. And, but like, I'm thinking of like all the little old guys that are up there that I'm just like, this is, this is your time. This is your time to go home. Yeah. And, and you don't need to do this. Y'all can come back in a you, couple weeks, yeah, you, you know, a couple months. Yeah, you can come back in a little bit. You guys can, you, you, you quit your per diems for a little bit. You, you just... Do maybe it pass a, the school funding yeah. budget first. But yeah, maybe do that first, but like... <laughs> you were supposed to do it, you know, what, 30-something days ago? See, <laughs> this is why you should always do things when you're supposed to. Exactly. <laughs> which, Coming from me is rich. Which I, I imagine uh, is... They should just... Everyone should just go home, if you can. If you are allowed to go home and work from home, please do so that we... Do not contribute to the spread. Like, even if you're not the one, if you're young and you're healthy and you're not concerned about you getting sick or being, uh, having a severe case of this, there are people around you that could, that are elderly, that are immunocompromised, that could then spread it to other people who are elderly, immunocompromised. And then we would just get a big old spike in that curve that's going around on Twitter, we're gonna flatten the curve. You could you could carry it and have no symptoms, but pass it on to someone else who would have awful symptoms. You could be coronavirus Mary, <laughs> typhoid Mary. Look her up. That was more because of like poor sanitation and like they didn't know sure. how germs worked. But like now we do know how germs work, and we have an opportunity to make this stop. 
and it is incumbent upon all of us to do the best for our neighbors, for ourselves, and we'll all get through this together if we're just not dicks about everything. We're about uh, eight minutes away from the governor's press conference. Any last on a, uh, any, any last thoughts on this before we... Uh... Unless her speech is like, I'm offering emergency paid sick leave to everyone in the state and mandating it, I'm not interested, Kim. <laughs> or like, hey, we're going to stop our Medicaid vendetta and open it up so that people can have health care. Uh, and also, especially in rural areas where like you, it takes forever to get to a hospital. Sure. We need some of those drive through testing sites. I'm giving a better speech than I know she's going to. Maybe I should be governor. <laughs> Macklemeal, 2022. You heard it here How first. How old do you have to be to be governor? 18. Are you serious? Yeah. That seems like a bad idea. Well, look, when we were first a state, you lived to the ripe old age of, you know, 40. That's very true. Sure, 2022. I've... I've got the name recognition to run for governor. <laughs> you got a podcast. Keep it going till 2022. Uh, you know, you'll you'll have a bit of a platform. What a Week is produced by Progress Iowa as part of the Potluck Media Network and would not be possible without grassroots supporters like you. We are recorded, mixed, and edited by Greg Howenstein. For more information, visit potluck.fm or find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to leave us a five-star review and subscribe. See you next week on What a Week. What a Week.